Hi guys, it's Jeremy. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast. Before we get into the episode for this week, just want to put out a real quick disclaimer that uh, I was having some microphone issues for this particular episode. So I do apologize for the quality of my microphone. We've tried to fix it as best we can in post-production, but uh, we do apologize. We know that you have come to expect a certain standard of quality from Miss Into Podcast, and we definitely did not meet that with this episode. So for that, I do apologize. So with that said, Enjoy the episode, and happy holidays. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Happy holidays, everybody. Hopefully you are having a wonderful holiday season. This is our second annual Miss Into Podcast Holiday Spectacular. We're going to be talking about all things Kelly Clarkson during the holidays. And thankfully this year, there is a lot to talk about, Pam. Yes, um, we have been blessed. See hey. There? hey. With a bro- <laughs> All right, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, we got a new Christmas album um, back in October, which most of you probably know about. So around the album, there has been some promo because mm-hmm. ideally this is this kind of episode is something we want to be doing, I guess, every year. Um, and it's helpful this year that we actually have new things to add to it rather than being like, Let's go back in time and revisit some old stuff, which would be fine. But around this yeah. album, we've been getting a decent amount of promo. Um, we're not going to hit every little thing that she's done, but we're going to talk about a few of them today because um, Kelly's been in the news a lot lately for her performances. So we're going to touch on some of that. Yes. As Pam said, there has been a lot of Kelly news. Uh, there's been a lot of promo for the new Christmas album, uh, and we're definitely going to be talking about that. Plus, we also want to go back and revisit the predictions that we had for 2021 back in our 2020 Holiday Spectacular, because there are some things we totally whiffed on, and then there's some other things where you'd have thought we were straight-up time travelers. And <laughs> it wasn't me. It was my lovely co-host. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, so where should we get started? There's a lot to cover. I th- Let's recap some of the promo from when Christmas comes around that uh, kind of got the holiday season kicked off. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is it was something that was very brief. A lot of people missed it, but it was still out there. She did a quick question answering sesh with uh, Amazon Prime members. And it was streamed on, I can't remember, was it streamed on the Amazon app or was it on Amazon's I, website? It was on, it was on their, their website. It was okay. one of those things like, oh, shoot, this started five minutes ago. Let me quickly go on Amazon and find it. And I did. So yeah. thank you. I want to give a special, a special shout out for the whole episode. I want to give a special shout out to Seth who is the person behind uh, the Kelly Clarkson Vault website. Yeah. I've known Seth for a really long time. and. This project that he started within the last couple months or a year like has really taken off, and I'm very grateful for him for this. And if you're unfamiliar with the, the website, um, he has it on a website and YouTube where he just uploads a lot of Kelly content, a lot of videos. And um, back in the day, the Express had their own version called KCE Media, which I really credit to why I know as much about Kelly as I do. I owe a lot to KCE Media because I would just download all of those damn QuickTime videos back in the day before YouTube. Yes. Um, anyway, so that no longer exists, but Seth has, you know, they passed the torch, I guess, on to Seth and Seth is doing it now. So a lot of this video content that we're going to be talking about, if you can't find it, will be on Seth's YouTube or website. So right. that's really my spiel. We can, I mean, we didn't really cover this or, or clear it with Seth, but we can just go ahead and say this episode is sponsored by the Kelly Clarkson Vault. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, Seth, would, uh, for what you do. Uh, yeah, you would appreciate that. But yeah, so the Amazon thing, it was like 10 minutes. It was a Q&A. Yeah. Um, the question seemed a little, like, a little generic. Yeah, and I was a little suspect about this because 
she wasn't crediting any one person with asking questions. And the questions were just such like top layer, you know, what's your favorite song from the Christmas album? It's like, oh, come on. Um, and maybe that's just because, you know, we are the type that are too close to it, as we like to say in the industry. And that, you know, we want to drill down a lot farther when it comes to the things that we want to know. And so we're not asking the base level questions of like, what's your favorite song from the Christmas album? Or what's what's your holiday traditions? You know, I mean, that kind of stuff. And so it seemed like it was, you know, they they invited you to ask questions. But then at the end of the day, Kelly's people behind the scenes put together like, I don't know, it wasn't even five questions. Um, you know, they put together a handful of questions and just gave them to her and said, Oh, these are from the people. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like anytime we've done this with like my, like, like any of our like clients at work, like we usually do a similar thing. It's really just to kind of get the, like the algorithm going, people get engaged on socials, but then in reality we are monitoring and we know what questions we're going to be asking. So like, I get it. It was just like a little bit of a bummer, but I can't be too selfish because it was so nice to see her. Um, even if it was for 10 minutes and, we did find out a little bit of new info. Um, we found out which of her songs, which of the songs on there are her favorites. Mm-hmm. She had three. Um, Christmas Christmas isn't canceled. And then she loved the Ariana Grande. Ariana. I got called out last time for saying her name wrong, apparently. I said Ariana. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ariana that, Grande. It's that Jersey accent that trips it you is. up. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is, apparently. <laughs> Because I knew someone growing up named Ariana, so that's kind of what's in my head. But whatever, yeah. Ari, Ariana Grande. There you um, go. And the Chris Stapleton duet. So those three were Kelly's favorites. Um, the song that means the most to her is uh, Merry Christmas to the One I Used to Know. Um, she said she wrote it as a selfish song, which I'm glad she did. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I mean, yeah. whatever she needed to do, I'm glad she did it. It's gorgeous and heartbreaking. Um the Ariana Ar, Ariana damn it that's not that's going to take a while <laughs> um anyway Santa can't you hear me that song um was the last song recorded for the album because as we learned um from our even interview and from this it was not intentionally made as a duet but they made right. it into one um and River, her favorite song is Blessed because she kind of gets a shout out. And I thought that was yep. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you are. So, that's just really funny. Um, and Last Christmas was, I thought this was the most interesting story, was she didn't really want to have any guidelines. She just wanted to sing. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, Jason, can you just play around me? And... He was like, all right, sure. And that vocal from their rehearsal is the one that's actually on the album. I thought yeah. that was cool. You don't get that very often. Yeah. Yeah, that was, there was good information in that particular interview. And thank you for, for transcribing so much of that, Pam. You remembered way more than I did. I literally I was, wrote this down uh, yeah. a little while ago because my memory is <laughs> garbage. So. I, uh, I was so focused on the technical of it all because I was doing a quick uh, – kind of unannounced live tweeting of it when it happened. And the, I mean, the whole thing itself was rough. Um, they like, there was some sort of, I don't know. I didn't know that Amazon does this. They were doing sort of like a QVC thing. There was all these like prime deals and whatnot. And they were, I don't know what they were selling. Like, a, uh, I think they were selling an instant pot or something like right before they went live to Kelly. And they were like, all right, let's go live to Kelly Clarkson. And then there was like no audio and I mean, it took a it took a hot minute to like send over to her. And I mean, the the production value of what they were doing was very rough. And it was just uh, I couldn't get past it because that's the kind of stuff that I end up focusing on. You so, would think uh, Amazon would have their act together considering they have like a little bit of money. They Yeah, you kind of would think that they would have that together. I mean, they, they got it going. And I was a little yeah. surprised that it was as short as it was. But again, once I started realizing that she was just reading sort of some canned questions and not really anything from viewers slash listeners, that was a little bit of a, a 
bummer. But either way, like you said, we got some decent information out of there, learned a little bit more about the Christmas album. So that was nice. I tuned in like a couple minutes late. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they also previewed one of the performances from her NBC special. Is that correct? Yeah, she was doing this whole thing where she was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be talking about this. Oh, my gosh. Am I not supposed to talk about this? <laughs> uh, and she was essentially she gave off the list of everybody that was going to be on the special. And then, yes, they did cut to a performance of uh, Christmas isn't canceled. And so. I mean, that was nice. And they, they, they showed the they showed the whole performance, which was, again, you know, cool. But, yeah, she was <laughs> she was doing the whole like, oh, my gosh, was I not supposed to say that? Because she basically gave up everybody who was going to be on the show. And so, yeah, I think we kind of knew that already because they had like, yeah. a flyer with the guests. Yeah, I thought we did as well. And, and again, I think that goes to sometimes how much they shield her and they don't tell her what they're actually promoting. Uh, you know, she just lets her her staff, her team do all that stuff. And she just worries about what's right in front of her at that moment. So I think she didn't realize what had been out there. And uh, she thought that she was giving up some, some major secrets for a Christmas special that was airing like either later, uh, later that week or a couple, yeah, Yeah. like two days later. Yeah. (laughs) Our recap has been longer than the actual event itself, which is hilarious. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But that was really it with the Amazon thing. That was, that was it. It was nice. Yeah. Speaking of the NBC Christmas special, then on uh, December 1st, she had her Kelly Clarkson presents when Christmas comes around special. And I was a little um, I was a little inquisitive as to what this was actually going to be, how this was all going to be constructed, what it was going to look like. And because obviously we a few years back, we got the uh, Kelly Clarkson's cautionary Christmas tale. And that was sort of a variety show sort of silly sketches They're like skits and like yeah, acting between, and things like that yeah in between performances from wrapped in red which i mean was fun and you know she had a lot of her special guests and and it was fun uh this special felt like a companion piece to the talk show and with good reason i mean it was i i have a feeling it was probably either shot it was probably shot at Universal on either her soundstage or a very similar, like a nearby soundstage. Uh, I mean, it was executive produced by Alex. Uh, you know, it was it was the whole Kelly Clarkson show team behind the Christmas special, and you can definitely tell. You know, Kelly's more comfortable in front of the camera ver- on when you watch uh, Cautionary Christmas Tale versus the When Christmas Comes Around show. Uh, just because she's now more used to, you know, talking directly into camera and reading from a teleprompter, that sort of thing. But it was almost primarily performance. Uh, I mean, she ended up doing eight songs on the show, and then she had a couple of segments where they uh, gave the stories of some families and people that were doing good in their communities and then giving them $100,000 checks from the various show sponsors. I mean, look, and I don't want to diminish what this special was because I know a lot of people liked it. This is just a, you know, a quick ratings, you know, money grab. Um, You know, I have to imagine that Wayfair and HEB, which were the two major uh, cash donors, they probably gave, I would say in the neighborhood of 200 to $250,000 to be a part of the special hundred thousand dollars of that went to giving to a, person that the producers chose as a, you know, rad human, if you will. And then, you know, the rest of it goes towards the production costs for the show. And I mean, they, they ultimately do these things to make money. And so uh, the ratings came back. We, we saw that the ratings were pretty good, not as good as cautionary Christmas tale, but still, I mean, I think she pulled like four and a half million people watching the show, which is good. Um, Not bad for a Christmas special that airs, you know, on the first day of December. At 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, it was late. After the was... Rockefeller tree lighting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, I'm, I'm noticing all the Christmas specials are airing, like, I mean, again, I don't even know when the, 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 this is going to be airing. This is probably going to be airing right before Christmas happens. But a lot of the Christmas specials I noticed on NBC were airing, like, beginning of the month. Well, and you know why? Because as the holidays get closer, they start to run out of programming. They run out of, like, new episodes to run. So they will run holiday programming they've they found that they can run holiday programming earlier and earlier so that they can repeat it 
closer to Christmas. Like oh. I know that, you know, for people who love the the TV airing of like Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I think Rudolph aired before Thanksgiving this year. I think it was actually no. on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And you know they're going to rerun it again closer to Christmas. So they get two airings out of it because they're not going to air it, you know, two weeks in a row. They want to get some time in between it. So I wouldn't be surprised. And again, we don't know anything. Uh, We're not privy to any special knowledge. But I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if NBC reruns Kelly's special closer to Christmas within the within the, you know, five to six days prior to Christmas. Good to know, because I was going to say, like, it's it's insane. Like, we just finished Thanksgiving. Like, we're recording this, like, first week of December. So Thanksgiving is like was only, like, a week ago. Mm-hmm. So it's just so strange and everything. Like, the, I mean, I know the, the tree lighting in New York is always around the same time. So that was not really a surprise. But because that, they have to have that tree up for, like, a month. Um, it was just so strange that everything came so fast. But, yeah, it was just a different vibe. I mean... We have to, you know, put things into perspective, like 2021 Kelly and 2013 Kelly, very different. Like 2013 Kelly, she had like just gotten married, I think. Right. I think like, you know, she got married into 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. So she was like newlywed, like all super in love. And that's obviously what Wrapped in Red really was about. And that's when that Christmas special was out. And, you know, everything was happy and all the skits were funny and that was just kind of the mentality they were in. And she was also brand new to NBC. You know, this was way before the voice. This was five years before the voice. Um, now we have Kelly who has the talk show and the voice and then, Hey, let's just throw a, a special. So like, it was probably just the easiest thing for her to do because it was just her singing. She just had to rehearse and show up and have a little bit of input on production. And that's really it. So, yeah. I kind of understand why they went this route. Yeah, I mean, it was a just sort of a fun hour of Christmas music and yeah, feel it was good a filler. Stuff. It was a yeah. filler. Yeah, it didn't break any new ground. It was a nice filler, and it was cool because we got to hear some performances of some of the songs that we have not heard yet. Most yeah. of them, actually. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I mean, do we want to go like? Very briefly, one by one, in order. I, I mean, we don't have to go one by one, but I mean, I wrote a couple of notes down um, just about some thoughts that I had during the show. I, I do want to start with the way she looked during her performance of Santa Baby. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that was Rob, the red dress. Rob, Rob texted me. He's like, I think this is my favorite outfit in the last five years. I'm like, whoa, that's that's wild. Uh, yeah. It's like a big, the, bold statement. The outfit, the makeup, everything was top notch i mean she looked really good in that particular performance not to say she didn't look good throughout the entire show but that one in particular they nailed it on every aspect i mean she looked fantastic yeah i uh she looked so good i actually did take notes and i wrote the songs in order because that's who i am as a person oh i did too let's, let's just go through that because that would make me happy why not okay so she started off with underneath the tree i kind of i wasn't I was surprised that it was the first song, but I also wasn't. Um, I was not at all. I wasn't because it's like the one that everyone knows, so it's to kind yep. of hook people in. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you want to get, you want to just throw that one away already? But maybe that's the way to hook people in, you know? Well, I mean, the whole reason for the show was promotion for the album, but it so, wasn't on that album, right? But I'm, but but it was like you said that hooked people in. I mean, there again, and I think we've talked about this a couple of times. Underneath the tree is still being discovered. by the mainstream of Christmas-loving people. And that song's trajectory continues to go up year after year because there's just something about Christmas songs and especially contemporary Christmas songs, the really, really good ones. And I mean like the upper echelon, best of the best. They are a slow burn when it takes takes time for them to get into the the subconscious of every Christmas music-loving person. And so this song's popularity has only continued to grow over the years. And so I think there are some people out there who are like, eh, you know, Christmas isn't canceled or, you know, blessed or whatever. Like, I just don't see it being played year after year. Give it time because these kinds of songs, new Christmas songs, take a long time to grow on people. There's a reason why around the holiday season, you're still hearing people listening to the same songs from the 50s and the 60s and the 80s 
because those songs all trigger memories for people. Yeah. Those are songs that people have special uh, memories tied to. And so newer songs don't have those attachments yet, but they're happening. And even my mother-in-law uh, was here for Thanksgiving and underneath the tree came on the radio and, you know, she and my wife were dancing around the kitchen and she was just like, I just love this song. And I know for a <laughs> fact she didn't know that song last year. So there are still people discovering underneath the tree. And I think it was absolutely crazy smart to put that as the first song because that's where you get the casual people of being like, oh, my gosh, she's the one who sings this song. I love yeah. this song. I'm going to watch this special. And it's also I thought it was smart for them right after that to put sort of an older standard right after yeah. it, because the minute you put in a song that people don't know, that's when they're going to tune out. And she didn't do a brand new Kelly Clarkson original until the fifth song in the show. Yeah. And I think that was entirely by design. Yeah, you're right. And you bring up a good point because the thing about if you have like a new album by any artist, there's an album cycle and then eventually the album cycle dies. We all know that as being fans of Kelly's, like obviously there's going to be a point when we're kind of done with that album and we're itching for something else. But with 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 Christmas music, the cool part is that labels and artists and fans, you're able to kind of like re um, promote it every year. Obviously, the yeah. year it comes out is the most important for obvious reasons, but you can kind of keep doing it. So like in theory, like, yeah, I mean, yes, she, she's come out with some singles and, and like over the years, but wrapped in red, she was just, you can keep on promoting that every couple, every year, every couple years, because it's mm -hmm. just Christmas will always happen. You know, it's yeah, one of those, those, things. those albums always end up back into the billboard sales charts. Yeah. Uh, the songs get back on the radio airplay charts. I mean, that's sort of the, the, the nice thing about, putting out a Christmas album and especially an artist who has multiple Christmas albums is that you're, and I don't want to say that Kelly's not relevant outside of that, but I mean, I'm going to say it, Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey's relevance regenerates every holiday season. Cause let's be honest, she's not doing much noteworthy outside of the holidays as yeah. of the last few years. I mean, yes, she's still putting out new music every once in a while, but Mariah Carey gets brought out of the closet, just like your Christmas decorations every like late November. Here comes all I want for Christmas is you again. And yeah. suddenly everyone loves Mariah Carey again. Same thing for, for anybody who has a Christmas album. Yeah, I know. Like Kelly's, I mean, obviously, okay, well, obviously Kelly's a successful artist. We all know that. But like every Christmas, every holiday season, her Spotify numbers go up. They shoot up like crazy. Like mm -hmm. she's like, I think I read somewhere like on shout out to Kelly Stats, the Twitter and Instagram account. I'm pretty sure she like just surpassed Lady Gaga on Spotify for like plays. Like I don't know if it's like monthly plays or monthly listeners or whatever, but I mean, a lot of that has to do with the Christmas, everything Christmas. So, yeah. um not to say that she's not relevant in, in the other times of the year, but like cuz she is, but Christmas really just catapults her. Yep. Um but anyway, yeah, so after underneath the tree, she went to Jingle Ball Rock. Um, as we mm -hmm. said, it was a classic. Yep. Pretty straightforward performance. Pretty straightforward. Um, it was very old sounding. Like I liked mm -hmm. the way that they made that. Um, she looked like she was wearing like a sailor outfit, which I kind of liked. I don't know if you noticed. It was like, it was, like black and <laughs> white did, or like yeah. na navy and white. It was like a sailor thing. And it just, because like the vocal, everything just sounded very old sounding. It, it worked. Um, then we had Santa Baby, which as I think I mentioned before, usually I despise a song, but she made it amazing. Um, I was live tweeting during this. So if anyone saw our tweets, so um, yeah, I think I like this one because it really broke down her vocals, and you can really listen to her. Like you can really hear her voice. Whereas mm -hmm. there weren't there weren't all the bell bells and whistles on this one as much. Um, background singers Jesse and the other people sounded amazing. Um, yep. Any other notes on that song? No, I mean... I just, have a note on the next one. Yeah, Oh, yeah. I think you and I have the same note. We all do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think everybody caught it, even though it was a throwaway comment for her. But uh, yes, I mean, I, I just cannot stress how incredible she... Like, I yes. got a brand new crush on Kelly Clarkson right after <laughs> seeing her walk out on stage for Santa Baby. I mean, woof. Dang. Damn, I, girl. Yes. Um, next song was the duet she did with Leslie Odom Jr., Oh, Holy Night. Now, mm -hmm. 
a lot of people picked up on this, and this was the thing I tweeted <laughs> that for this performance. Kelly yeah. said that she had never sung this before, and I'm like, ma'am, you did one of the best versions of all time in 2002. Like, it is so good. What arguably one of your best Christmas songs. I've never cut it before. I'm like, yeah, and she mentioned honey. that. Yeah, she mentioned that uh, her mom loves the song, and uh, she said something to the effect, you know, and, and I've never cut it before, and I'm just, and I heard that, and I thought. Yeah, you did. It was like one of the first Christmas songs you ever put out. It was like it was the B side to Grown Up Christmas List. It was on the disc that half the country couldn't play in their CD players. Are you trying to think that we forgot about that? Because you clearly did. Uh, it's like yes. one of her best Christmas songs. Like I will argue that, and it's a cappella and it's gorgeous. So I was like a little hurt that she forgot it exists. <laughs> um, but a lot of people caught that. I was like, wait, did. Did anyone else hear that? Um, this version was good. It was a great duet, but like I preferred her older version. I, I loved it as a duet. I never have. I don't know if I've ever heard "Oh Holy Night" done as a duet before. And I think that her and Leslie Odom Jr. sound very good together. I mean, he's a, an incredible singer, anyway. But I really, really liked this as a duet. It never would have occurred to me to to do that with this song. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought that either. Um, the next one was the first um, new song that she performed, and it was mm -hmm. Merry Christmas to the one I used to know. Oof. Yeah. A lot to unpack here. So she started it off by giving like this, I don't want to say speech, but it was, it was really nice. It was basically like, yes, this time of year can be very happy for a lot of people, but it can also be really triggering and really sad for a lot of people as well. And that's okay. That's why I made the song. And yeah. I was like, you know what? That's really nice to hear because it. I think I've said this before. It's nice to have like, not that I want this time of year to be sad, but like, let's be real. It's like rough out there for a lot of people, um, no matter what time of year it is. So it's nice to have that reflected song being like, yeah, it's like nice out there, but like you can also feel crappy and that's okay. And like, that's valid. So yeah. She uh, just like kind of when she gave a little bit of extra information in the Amazon interview, she kind of divulged a little bit more in the Christmas special in that she mentioned that, you know, she had put her kids to bed one night and then she uh, went and wrote this song. And obviously, you know, it was coming from a very emotional place. It was a lovely performance of the song. And, you know, you could tell that uh, she got emotional there near the end. And, you know, that's on par for Kelly. She wears her heart on her sleeve and we've seen her get emotional singing her own songs time and time again. So it's, uh, it's nice to see that, you know, she can still do that to herself uh, and write a really emotional song and have it really touch her own heart as well as knowing that it's touching other people. So yeah, it's uh, you know, this is sort of the, the current, it sounds like this is the current piece by piece for her is a song that yeah. really, uh, you know, touches her and is, is difficult to perform. Even though it is a seasonal song, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if we never see her perform that again, or at least not for a while. I would not be surprised yeah. because yeah. I think she had said in the Amazon thing that um, it was like the first or second time she had ever performed that and it was a, done. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I I, I, I understand. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, piece by piece. It's one of those songs like, I don't know if we're going to hear again, which understandably so. Um any other comments on that? No, I think we're ready to go on to the duet with Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke of this entire episode is I can't speak. Um, yeah. It really is. One thing, one thing I noticed this morning when I was rewatching this, correct me if I'm wrong, I think she wore the dress that she wore on the album. It was that purple dress. It is the exact album cover. Yep, it's the exact uh, dress from the album cover because I checked it. I didn't pick up on that when it aired and I saw that this morning and I'm like, whoa, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a little I'm a little salty about this because it was so much fun. Like I thoroughly enjoyed this performance. I want more from the two of them. Like they're just so good together. And it went viral. I know you don't like that term, but it went viral. Yeah. And like for good reason. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh my God, they sound amazing together. People are being like, oh my God, I didn't know Kelly can sing this well. I'm like, shut up. Where have you been? But what's really annoying me, what's really annoying me is a lot of outlets, like press outlets, have been covering this from an Ariana angle. And I'm like, 
hello, it's Kelly's song. Can yeah. we at least have some like 50-50, you know, attention here? They're like, she debuted her new song with Kelly Clarkson. I'm like, mm, no, that needs something opposite. I know it's for clickbait purposes, but like kind of shitty. Yeah, I was uh, I, I bumped on that, too, and just thought, oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to steal this song away from her because this you were a last minute addition, Ariana. Um, yeah, it's uh, it is a great duet, great performance. I, again, very strategic placement in the show because Ariana Grande has a huge fan base and you know that they, I mean, they got the word out quickly that Ariana was part of this show. And so they buried this song deep into the show to keep the people watching because they knew there was going to be a lot of Ariana fans that were tuning in to see the duet and then they were going to peace out when it was done. I'm surprised um, they didn't put it last. Yeah, but I, I had a feeling, even watching it at watching it live, I thought, okay, this is Christmas isn't canceled is going to be the last song because it's the uh, air quote big single from the album. And uh, yeah, I, I knew that this was going to there was going to be a wait for uh, Santa. Can't you hear me? And I, I really do think the two of them sound really, really good together. Uh, the one thing I, I think it was during this song that I noticed was that I really missed a live audience um, yeah. for this show. That was the sort of the one thing I think that kept hanging out in the back of my head going, you know, man, what, what could have made this a little bit better? And I think a live audience would have, uh, cause it was noticeably missing. Yeah. Cause I think in the cautionary Christmas tale, the performance part, I'm pretty sure they filmed that in front of an audience in Vegas. So there was mm -hmm. definitely noticeable that there was no applause. There was no cheer. It was just like a session this time yeah. around. Uh, the next song you have comments on, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was it was her duet with Brett Eldridge. It was under the mistletoe, and I literally wrote down in my notes, "Meh." It just it just was what it was. I I don't I don't love this song. It's fine. It's a it's a cute song. Um, you know, they did a you know sort of a generic back and forth before the start of the song to just sort of you know establish Brett Eldridge and give him a little more than you know, three and a half minutes of screen time, but yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't, the song really just doesn't do anything for me. Um, and I'm, I, I like Brett Eldridge just fine. It's nothing against him. It's just, you know, there, especially now with that song packaged amongst other Christmas songs that Kelly has released, it is clear that her other stuff is so much more superior to this one particular song. I think that if she and Brett Eldridge would have done a duet in the process of her making an entire Christmas album, they might have had a better song to go with each other. But since this one was sort of a one-off that happened last year, I don't know. Interesting. You know, it's funny. When this came out last year, I was like, oh, this is like fun. It's, it's kind of what you were saying. Like, it's fun. It's nice. Yeah. I don't know. I actually preferred the stripped down version um, over like the big, big version that we got on yeah. the album. Um, I don't know. I just think I kind of said this earlier. It, the stripped down version made us really focus more on her vocals and um, and his vocals as well. And the song is growing on me. I actually really enjoy it. I might at the moment, as I say this, I may enjoy it more than Christmas isn't canceled. I know mm. there are like two different songs because one's a duet and one's not, but I actually really like this. Like I thought it was like really cozy and like I like that they like the fake like woods in the background. I don't yeah. know. I kinda liked it, but I understand why people would be bored of it. Yeah. I get it. I, I mean yeah. there are people out there who dig the song and, and Brett Eldridge does have a very and I like that you use the word cozy. He has a very cozy he voice. Does. You know, he, yeah. it's a very comfortable, warm voice. And I mean, yeah, it was it was fine. You know, just nothing really lightened my world on fire. I loved honestly. I loved her hair in this performance. It was long and it was very like Hollywood glam looking. Just wanted yeah. to point that out. Um and then we had one last song, which was Christmas Isn't Cancelled, Just You. I always want to call it Christmas isn't canceled, only you. I don't know why. It's hard for me to say just. Okay, anyway. 
Um, it sounded like exactly how it did on the album, minus a couple of notes. Like, um, the note at the end, she like did like a crazy wailing note at the end, which was not on the album. And then, um, uh, there's a, ah, God, I can't think of the lyric, of course, but I wrote the word blue where whenever she says blue and I don't know, there's just like a note that she sings in this, this version that was really good. I think that's really big. I'm sorry. This year's, uh. Oh, I won't be so blue or blue. Like I'm not going to do year, the, the this, note. Uh, Christmas this year won't be quite so blue. Yeah. But then she goes Ooh, or something like crazy like yeah. that in this version. Um, yeah, it's growing on me. I I think it's fun, but it's like not quite there yet. Um, yeah. as like my faves, but um, I liked it a lot. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote down that the "just you" line at the end was really great. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Jocko Caraco for the lip syncing of the "Hey Baby" at the beginning of the song. <laughs> oh, I need he to really, re- rewatch that. Yeah, he really commits to that in every performance that they do of this song. He's the one in the background going "Hey Baby." <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch it. That's amazing. I also want to give yeah. a, sh- a shout out to the 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 lyric the. Uh, what is it like not needing anything like underneath my tree or whatever that is where she like, you know, craps on underneath uh-huh. the, the tree. She gave a look to the camera and I'm like, we know who that's for. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, you go, girl. So, yeah. So she had aside from that, like, I don't know if you need any, any any other comments on that song in particular. Just going to wrap up the Christmas special. Um, so she had appearances. Yeah, no other comments. Like I said, yeah. it was a. Uh... It was a, it, it was, a, it was a pretty straightforward Christmas special. So, you know, nothing uh nothing remarkable out there. Got a couple of small little nuggets of new knowledge about the songs, but otherwise pretty yeah. straightforward, feel good type of a special that could air any year. She had appearances aside from the people that she duetted with. She also had appearances from Melissa um bleh, Melissa McCarthy, Amy Poehler, and Jay Leno. And the mm-hmm. one thing I'm going to point out that did, I liked. Oh, yes. Did the, Jay, did the Jay Leno appearance seem very like just kind of a throwaway thing? Because he literally came out in the last like 90 seconds of the yes. special. And he was just like, oh, yeah, here, here's a story that I do. And then he walked off. Yeah, <laughs> was I was so weird. It was so strange. Um, one thing I did like, which I thought was interesting, is like, obviously for Wrapped in Red, like, the theme was red. I get it. Every dress mm-hmm. was red, pretty much. All the backdrop, everything was red for good reason. Name of the album. But this, I thought, was interesting. She did a lot of different color schemes. She did a lot of like royal mm-hmm. colors, like she did red, purple, like that dark green. Um, yeah, I just liked it. It made it a little bit more visually a- appealing and not so. I don't know. Just it gave it a little bit more life, if I can say that. Like obviously Christmas of... is red, but like it's good to have the variety colors as well. Yeah, we had Ashley on in our round table and we got to talking about the new era of the Christmas album. And Ashley's a graphic designer and she had mentioned how she wasn't as big of a fan because she wasn't crazy about some of the color schemes. Now that we've had time to sort of sit with the album and we've seen some sort of accompanying uh promo for it. I'm I'm seeing that the sort of the overall visual theme of this era is sort of classy, classic Christmas. You know, she's she's wearing very lovely, you know, very ball gownish type stuff. Uh, she's wearing very classic colors, like you said. I think it's just it's a it's an air of classy is what this particular album is sort of showcasing, and I think that that goes along with the material. Wrapped in Red is very much a pop Christmas album, and so it had license to be a little more bright and cheery with the really bright pops of red. And so I think the mood for the album is sort of being set by the aesthetic from the album cover to what she's wearing in promo. Yeah, I think Ashley was saying that she didn't like how different and how just not complimentary the... Um, the photos from the album booklet were with the merch. That was a big yeah. When you've got sort of that uh, that I don't even know what the I mean I'm a graphic guy myself and I don't even know what the color was, but that sort of like I don't even know if it's mauve or taupe or what it is, but that sort of that weird colored curtain with the purple dress. It didn't look like two colors that would really complement each other. Now the purple dress outside of that is very lovely. We saw that on the Christmas special, but 
Yeah, I, I get where she was coming so from. So you don't like this color scheme? Like the album color scheme? Because the I, dress I'm fine with. I, I don't love the the curtain colors. It's really? just kind of a it's kind of a drab, sort of depressing color. But huh. it but at the same time, it also and it's gonna sound weird, but it also exudes class. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like you know, like you know who doesn't have that color curtain in their house? People who don't make a lot of money. <laughs> you know? <laughs> People who don't make a lot of money have like more like brighter curtains. Cause I have bright curtains in my house. <laughs> I have like white curtains. Yes. Yeah. Fancy people who make millions and millions of dollars can afford these, you know, beautiful fabrics from, I'm only assuming it's Wayfair. From somewhere on the other side of the world. Wayfair. <laughs> or Wayfair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't mean to make any, you know, money or economic stereotypes about people, but I mean, let's be honest, like. Everybody's got that like rich aunt or rich, uh, you know, grandparent or something. And they've got these like crazy ass looking colored curtains in their houses. I mean, come on. Kelly's the aunt. Just me? Kelly's the aunt. Um, so we have a couple of other things that she's also done for promo. Uh, one thing was she went, I use the term live very, very loosely. She yeah. broadcasted on TikTok. Yeah. It wasn't was live, awkward. not at all. Yeah, no, this wasn't <laughs> this wasn't live. Um, and I think that that's a little bit of a bait and switch on her team's part because they were pressing this as live. I mean, they were like, Kelly's going to be live on TikTok. And it ended up being kind of just like a gab session between her and her background vocalists. Uh, I, I loved seeing, you know, Jesse there front and center. I think Jesse's a wonderful personality. Everybody that, you know, works with Kelly are, are great personalities. Uh, but the two of them especially are just, you can tell how good of friends they are, how long they've been working together and they've been friends. Uh, they just have a really fun rapport. And Jesse's very funny. Um, and, you know, so they're all standing around this kitchen set, uh, you know, baking cookies and, you know, they're reading from prepared, you know, questions. They, they and, talk about, I wrote the stone, they talk yeah. about um, their favorite holiday songs and albums. They mm -hmm. talk about, they do Would You Rather's holiday um, edition, and they talk about their first jobs randomly. Yeah, the second that they started doing like multiple camera angles yeah. and everything, I'm like, oh, this isn't live. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I think that that's a little misleading because you can't tell people you're going to go live on TikTok and you have all these people who are, you know, in the comments saying hi, asking questions, and you just ignore what's going on because obviously you can't see the questions because you filmed this days before. And it looked like, they might have actually filmed this on the same day as either maybe like the Christmas special or or they when they filmed one of the segments for the Christmas special or um, maybe when they filmed uh, like the iHeart stuff or, or something because they had all that stuff ready to go. Like Kelly was in full makeup and all they did was, you know, threw everybody in some of the whack merch and <laughs> everyone was wearing just, it. The entire band was wearing it. Yeah. I mean, it was funny seeing everybody in the merch and, and whatever, but um, yeah, this was, I mean, I honestly thought it went a little long because I'm like, wow, this went a half hour with the performance. And, you know, the performance was fine. It was, again, a, uh, I mean, it was a, it was a fun sort of like broken down version a bit of yeah. Christmas isn't canceled, which was interesting to hear. I actually preferred um, it. Did you? Weirdly. Yeah. Again, I think all these broken down versions, like I wrote an all caps effortless. You just really are yeah. able to focus more on the vocal rather than just like the whole production of the song. I like this the best out of all the, not that we've had many of this, this song, but this is my favorite. Um, and yeah, I, I liked it a lot, but it, it did go really long. Honestly, it was like 25 minutes of like Kelly and Jesse just being tipsy. And I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and I could have kept watching that because the two of them, they just bounce off of each other and they're so funny, but it was just, it was just so bizarre at the same time, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, there was just so much chaos going there on was between so much chaos. <laughs> everybody talking over each other and laughing, and we're just like, "What's going on?" And you know, when you and this is another reason why I get what they were trying to do with the whole pre-produced element of it all, but when you have five people on the set and you're constantly panning the camera left and right. You have to understand that we're all watching this on phones 
And it was a little jarring to watch that because there was so much panning going on. And I'm just like, this is making, like, I don't get motion sick. This was making me motion sick. There was just a lot. It's hard because for TikTok, you have have to film it vertical. Um, Mm -hmm. So you, like, the aspect ratio is cut off a lot. So you're not getting the full frame in. So rather if it was shot horizontally and still watching on a phone, it would be smaller, but we would be able to see everyone at once. Yeah, there was even people in the comments, like, yelling... Just zoom out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you can't really do that on TikTok. Can't do that. But But yeah, um, it took about uh, 10, 15 minutes before people started to realize that it was pre-produced. Which is insane. How do you not realize that within 30 seconds of just there being different camera angles? Yeah. And the fact that like the video quality was so good. I'm like, this was obviously, you know. Yeah. Like Amazon, you can can definitely tell it was live because like it wasn't like the best of quality video. But whatever. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we're still... Even if we say, even if we criticize something, that's not to say like we don't like it or we're not grateful for it because like we, they easily couldn't could have done zero promo. And I mean, I'm very I was LOLing watching this because yeah, they're just a riot. Um, yeah. So I definitely enjoyed it. It was a little bit of a clusterfuck, if I could say, but it was fun <laughs> and I enjoyed it. And I would totally watch something like that again. Maybe not on TikTok. Maybe maybe do it on yeah. Instagram or somewhere. Um, but we also learned Kelly used to work at a gym. That's really all I else I had to, to to say. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Of all the interviews that she's ever talked about, her previous jobs where she talked about you know selling Kirby vacuums and being a waitress and working in a movie theater, like the whole working in a gym thing, rarely if ever came up. No. So unless she you know mentioned that in some you know local interviews somewhere way down the line, I that was news to me too. Yeah. So yes, Kelly worked at a gym. The more yeah. you know. Do 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 do. Uh, we also got uh, a couple of songs on the iHeartRadio Christmas special. Uh, she performed three songs on this, one of which was Last Christmas. Uh, she also did uh, Merry Christmas Baby and then Christmas Isn't Canceled. Uh, not much to really talk about here. I mean, pretty straightforward performances. Again, like we said earlier in the show, uh, you can see these performances over on the Kelly Clarkson vault if you want to go back and watch them. Uh, she had a cool kind of sequin dress on, looking pretty good. She looked again. really good. I yeah. I may have liked this look more than. I mean, I loved all the outfits from the NBC special. Like, I genuinely mm-hmm. think like Candace A plus. She did a really great job with that. For some yeah. reason, the iHeart look I thought was like possibly my favorite out of all of it. Um, nice. I don't know. She just looked really good. But yeah, Merry yeah. Christmas, baby. I was so upset that we didn't get that in the NBC special. But I like also understand yeah. because I'm like. Mm, Okay, this is a ho- this is like a family holiday special. Not that, not that Merry Christmas Baby is inappropriate, but it's like, you know, it's a little petty. I get it. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, I think that she didn't want to drag down the tempo, yeah, uh, or or the happiness of the NBC special. So she kind of kept it to just Merry Christmas to the one I used to know as like the one solitary yeah. like downer song. I get Everything it. else was either traditional or upbeat. Because it's broadcast TV, uh, when you're dealing with you know radio and and you know video specials, there you can kind of stretch your legs a little bit more and and uh, you know do a little bit different stuff. And what I do also appreciate is that some of the songs are the same, which is I guess the lead single "Christmas Isn't Canceled," yeah. but then she just did other songs in other places, and I think that's also smart because you are getting different kinds of performances, like different songs in different outlets. So like. We can say, yes, we've had one performance of Merry Christmas Baby. And yes, we've had one performance of Santa Baby. Um, mm-hmm. And they're from two different places. So I think it's cool. We're getting almost the full album that we we have videos for. Almost all of it. Yeah. Almost. Um, yeah. Which you can't always say. Because Wrapped in Red, I don't think we can say that. She performed a good no. amount of it. But definitely not definitely not the whole album. Yeah. Um, yeah so... She's done a quite a bit of promo for this, and uh, I mean, by the time this airs, maybe she'll have done more. Who knows? Mm-hmm. The TikTok and the Amazon thing kind of came out of nowhere. So yeah. who knows? Maybe we'll have something else pop up in the next few days. Maybe she'll do something on Snapchat or Instagram Live. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Not Snapchat. I don't really use Snapchat. No. Much. No. Uh, okay, so that's going to cover uh, all of the promo for When Christmas Comes Around. Now, uh, as part of our holiday spectacular, we want to go back to 2020 and revisit some of the stuff that Pam and I talked about in our 2020 
spectacular. And that was our predictions for 2021. Uh, We sort of wrapped our show last year with what we thought Kelly was going to do going down the line in the future. And I'm um, really happy you did this because just to kind of give you all a little background, maybe this isn't, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Jeremy did all this little research that he's about to say. I did not even think to listen to last year's episode again. I just, it didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, all right, I'll show one and done one. And I just didn't, didn't even think of it. And then I, I woke up this morning to a very lovely outline from Jeremy and I'm like, Oh, he did a lot of work. Um, (laughs) So it's great because I'm going to, I, I didn't even read it very carefully. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to read it live. So I wanted to get like fresh reactions on, on, on air. So um, sure. Yeah. So I'm kind of reading it now and I'm like, oh, I did that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So um, first of all, we each gave our predictions for what was going to happen in the year 2021. And Pam went first and she said that she wanted her to not do the voice. (laughs) Well, now in in I'm look, I'm quoting you from what you said. You you didn't want her to do the voice. I'm reading it right now. And what I'm going to say is like, she's still doing it. But for 2022, we're only getting one season, not two. So like, I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, that's true. That's what I was going to say is that, you know, in a way we did sort of pseudo get that wish in that they went down to one season uh, per year, per calendar year. Uh, so that's nice. That's that's a start. Yeah, uh, definitely opens her up to doing more things. You said you wanted her to focus on a new album. I didn't uh, specify which, what kind. <laughs> that's true. You didn't specify what kind of an album. Well, and we also know that she is working on her next uh, proper record as well. And then I think she, I think we found out back in May it was that uh, she wanted to do a Christmas album, and so that's where that focus sort of happened uh, earlier this year. But either way. Uh, again, you sort of nailed it with that. You just didn't know exactly which kind of album it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, you also said you wanted her, and we both agreed on this one, uh, for her to be happy. It does seem like, you know, I outside mean, of the mood of the Christmas album, I mean, seems like she's getting better. Yeah. I mean, who isn't struggling right now? Um, no. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's rough out there. So I'm ho- I I I don't know her personal life. I hope she's as happy as she can be. I don't I don't really know. She seems pretty happy and. Um, that's all I can ask for. Yeah, I hope I'm right. For me, I said I went a little more like uh, out there, and I said that I wanted the Vegas residency to come back. LOL. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I think we sort of have figured out that the Vegas residency is not going to happen. No. Um, at least not anytime soon. They've they've not uh, made any sort of uh, illusions that it could possibly come back. We know that like other artists are either going back to Vegas or other artists are announcing Vegas residencies. Yeah. Adele was a big one announcing like a weekend residency, which was pretty cool. Um, I also said that there was going to be a new album in 2021. Again, I just didn't pick a Christmas album, but technically that came true. So there's that, I suppose. Yeah. We totally knew it. Oh my gosh. Uh, we also um, talked about future Christmas albums. Again, not knowing we were going to get a Christmas album in 2021. And so I love that we did this because now we have just less than a year later, we get to test our picks of what ended up on the album. And so we predicted songs that we wanted to see uh on the next Christmas album. And we did technically call that she was going to do another one. We just didn't realize it was going to be so soon. I'm reading one of the comments that you wrote and I didn't remember doing this. And it's really funny. Um. Uh, so the songs that we picked, Pam, first of all, picked all I want for Christmas is you, but you picked the Mariah Carey version, not the other version that she ended up doing. Well, we already knew that was out at the time. Was it? Yeah. That came out like last. Oh, okay. I, I, for- yeah. I forget. I that know it came, came out, out last year. But I forgot that it was. Yeah, that came out last fall. Um, okay, with the Brett, with the Brett Eldridge thing, I think. Um, but I also wanted "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree," which we got. Um, yep. We got last Christmas, which is my least favorite. Go figure. Um, and we got "Jingle Ball Rock," which yeah, um, yeah, I really enjoy that one and. I also put Oh Holy Night acapella, and I'm just now just salty about this now. Um, <laughs> one day she'll, you know, I, I should just, we should just tweet it to her. Look, you did this. <laughs> you also wanted uh, Holly Jolly Christmas and Let It Snow. 
um, which I suppose we can just shelve for the next Christmas album in yep. like 10 years. Yeah, totally. We'll have to find this uh, email my, again. Yeah, my choices were Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree and Last Christmas, which again, yep. we got. Yep. I also put Let It Snow, Winter Wonderland, Silver Bells, Old Lang Syne, and Hey Santa, the uh, Wendy and Carney Wilson song. Uh, Pam said that she did not want <laughs> Santa Baby to show up on a Christmas album, and oops. <laughs> I have no memory of saying this, but I totally don't doubt that because typically 95% of the time this song is super cringe. Um, super happy Kelly did not listen to me, and I love her version. It's so fun. It's just so sultry. Yeah. And I was just laughing about that because you like literally at the very end, you just wrote, Pam said she didn't want Santa Baby, and I'm like, I guess I didn't. I have no memory of this, but uh, glad we got it. We didn't, and we really didn't even say like, okay, now go down the list of songs you don't want her to cover. No, we just sort of I threw just... it out there, like, by the way, what I don't want her to do is Santa Baby. Oopsie, <laughs> oops, um, yeah. Oh well. So we didn't do too bad on our predictions. You no. of all people, I mean, you pulled three of them out of there. So Not did you? bad. So did you? Well, I only got two. Oh, okay. I only got Last Christmas and Rock Around the Christmas Tree. You're right. Tree. You're right. Okay. I didn't have to say it out loud, but I also did not necessarily want Santa Baby. <laughs> I just didn't vocalize it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> All right. And uh, now we want to do sort of our next list of songs that we would like for her to cover. Now, we, we're not expecting another Christmas album. God, please don't there, let there be another Christmas album next year. <laughs> uh, she's going to turn into Pentatonix. Um <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but i mean i think that there are still i mean if she wants to put out a you know a one-off or a two-off christmas song here or there that's fine uh but there's some other christmas songs that we would like for her to cover pam gonna start with you i mean you still got some on your list that she hadn't done yeah i mean i still want the mariah cover but like i'm also a little hesitant because it's like mm, is it untouchable i don't know I still want a 2022 version of Oh Holy Nate Acapella. I'm going to hold on to that. Um, yeah, I actually like your choices. I mean, Holly Jolly Christmas, I would like um, Let It Snow, Winter Wonderland, Silver Bells. I would like Silver Bells. That is just, if she can make that really old sounding, that would be so great. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that song. What about you? Yeah, I would also like for her to do. Um, uh, Andy Williams is It's the Most Wonderful Time of Year. Oh, that would be uh, great. I, that would yeah. be so fun. And I and I think I would also like for her to do some more fun standards like Rudolph or Frosty the Snowman. Just or maybe even since she can do sultry really well. Oh no. Are you Kelly saying Clarkson, like sexy Frosty the no, Snowman? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but it's it's the way that this song is delivered. Um I would be interested to hear her do a version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah. I like that. I would have never thought of that. Yeah, I was like, But Ooh. I don't want to put too many Christmas songs out there into the ether because then we're going to end up accidentally manifesting another Christmas album. <laughs> Which we need a regular album first before we get a yes. third Christmas album. Yes. Uh, speaking of needing a regular album. All right, Pam, here is where we... Give our hopes for 2022 from Kelly Clarkson. Ooh, this is rough. Do you want to go first? Because I need to think about this. Sure. Okay. Sure. Well, first and foremost, I mean, I, I think I would speak for you, Pam, on this. I mean, we want the new album. And I feel confident saying we're getting a new album of all new material in 2022. Um, I think that's... a uh, I, I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion, but I think all of the signs point to that. And so obviously I think that's sort of, I mean, that's always on everyone's wish list is every year, you know, having a new album. Uh, the big thing for me that I want in 2022 is tour. I would love for her to go out on tour. Um, you know, my, my ultimate hope is that she has an album release in the mid to late spring. So we're looking at like a May, June sort of thing. And then she does a summer tour while she is off uh, on hiatus from the talk show. And just before she goes in to start filming, I mean, she will be filming parts of the voice in the summer, but 
you know, with the way that that schedule usually works out, she can, you know, fly in, do her filming stuff and then fly out and have a couple of days uh, available. But I would love to see tour at some point. I think that, uh, and Pam, you can speak better to this than I can, but it seems like touring is really starting to ramp back up. Um, now that we're seeing that, you know, some venues can or will require vaccination status or being vaccinated uh, or at least showing, you know, uh, negative testing. So I think that people like Kelly could very likely be out on the road next year. So I would love to see that. I, I mean, tour is my big thing. It's it's new album and tour uh, because it has been far too long since we've seen her in concert and it's it's time. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think I don't know if this is controversial, but I think I would even prefer um, seeing her live over a new album. Um, I know that's I mean, I obviously I want new music, but I am craving a concert more than um, a new album. Um, yeah. And even if it's a tour, like I don't need like maybe this is selfish of me to say just because I don't I'm well. I don't mind traveling, but, and I know not everyone can, but like, I'm not even at, I don't want to be demanding in the sense that she has to go on like a 30 city tour. If she even just did right. like a couple of really big venues in big cities, um, like, like a pop-up, not pop-up, but like, you know, like a 10 city thing, something that isn't super draining for her and her schedule. I'd be okay with that as well. Um, I know not everyone is able, like, especially if you live not near a big city, that's not always the case. So I don't want to sound like. I don't know. Whatever. Any sort of live tour I'd be cool with would definitely prefer to be an outdoor amphitheater just because those are always so much fun. And yeah, to go with what you were saying earlier, um, yeah, touring, I mean, knock on wood as it stands right now, it's definitely um, happening more. I mean, I've been to some shows this year, 2022. There's definitely going to be an influx of touring as long as everything stays status quo or better. Um and yeah, a lot of venues are just, you have to be either vaccinated, depending where you are, like in New York City, you have to be for an indoor show, um, outdoor show, you can either be vaccinated or show your negative test. So it's one or the other. And I think, I think it'll, that's going to be the, uh, the rules for a while for a lot of places. But anyway, yeah. um, yes, I want a tour. That's my thing. I'd want to see her live. Um, I was very fortunate enough to see her, um, for one of her New York tapings for the Kelly Clarkson show. And that was like a tease because I hadn't seen her in over two years. And um, it was so nice to see that. So I, that, that kind of got me like itching for more. Um, I know most people haven't even seen her since before 2019. So I can't get too selfish there, but I would also love for her to come back to New York for the talk show sometime because that was a yeah. lot of fun. Um, the voice question about the voice. So I know they're only doing one season. Is that only going to be in the fall? Like, I believe it's just going to be the fall season. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Cause so, they yeah, would have already know. started probably taping stuff for the pre for the spring season by now. You're probably right. We so, would have had an announcement about like who the judges were going to be. Do we know we if she's confirmed for the voice? Like I know the voice is moving to once a year. Is it confirmed that she's definitely a coach for like however many more seasons? Do we know that? Not a hundred percent yet. We don't know for certain. Okay. Well, my 2020 predictions is that she takes a break from the voice like entirely, um, which I wouldn't be surprised if there is a tour on the, on the horizon. She may have to. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, that's bold, bold prediction. I, gonna i'm just gonna stand by it i don't think it's gonna happen but i would love for just like a little, a little break um yeah yeah i think that's really it on my list of realistic things for 2022 because i can go on and on and, and like i want this and i want this but i'm like mm, let's be real here guys i don't think any of that's yeah. gonna happen yeah so. and in 2022 uh fall 2022 specifically is when kelly officially takes over ellen degeneres's time slot for the Kelly Clarkson show. And so that's when um, you are going to see Kelly really become the main big name in daytime talk. And I hope that they put the same kind of money and resources behind her show that they do with Ellen's show or have done in with Ellen's show. I think Ellen's show is a, I have honestly, I haven't, I haven't watched it, so I don't know, but 
since this is her last year. I think they've pared her show down a little bit. I don't think they quite have the like mega budget where they're, you know, doing the stuff or maybe they do. I, again, I have not been watching just because yeah. it's, it's not at a time that's convenient for me, but um, I hope that they put, you know, a lot of money and resources into Kelly's show. Uh, you know, she's, she's getting great guests, uh, you know, early on in the run of the talk show, she was kind of getting the B and C level celebrities with the occasional a uh, she's starting to get more A's. And I think you're going to see that she is going to become the, first stop for a lot of A-list celebrities, especially when she takes over uh, Ellen's time slot. So again, that's only going to push the talk show uh, even further uh, up when it comes to ratings and such. So I'm excited to see what happens with all that. All right. Well, Pam, I think we've done it. I think we have officially had a spectacular here. We did. I hope you all thought it was spectacular as well. Um, let us know your thoughts on all of the When Christmas Comes Around performances and promo. And also let us know um, what Christmas songs you want her to cover in the future and what you want to see from her in 2022. We just threw a lot of homework at you guys, but I feel like it's all, yes. it's all very fun homework. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Into Podcast. Um, just want to give a shout out to like, we've been doing a lot of contests the last couple weeks and mm -hmm. we didn't really, we weren't intending to do a lot of them. And then it kind of snowballed because there have been a couple of listeners who have graciously donated, um, some yes. merch to us to give away to people, brand new merch. Um, so, yeah. so, so I just want to give, you know, thank you to those people. Most of them wanted to stay anonymous. Um, so, but I just want to give a you know, big shout out to them. And thank you to everyone who's been listening um, and entering our contest. We really appreciate it. Um, the more you tag your friends and stuff, the more eyes we get on our podcast and the more we can provide for everyone weekly. So um, yes. just wanted to say thanks for listening and supporting us. Absolutely. And we've got one more episode left for 2021. Next week is going to be our sort of big wrap up for 2021. Uh, we're going to be sharing some of our favorite moments from the podcast, uh, not only in the last year, but really since the inception, because we didn't do an episode like this last year. Uh, and so we want to have an episode where we can share some of our favorite moments, maybe play some clips of uh, favorite times that we had. And so, uh, and plus we're also going to be talking about the things that we are excited about for 2022, uh, here on the podcast, cause we're still going strong. We are still going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. We still have a lot of people we want to talk to, including you guys. Uh, so make sure you're continuing to share your Kelly experiences with us as well, cause we're going to be having a lot more of those in the new year. All right. Until then, hope you guys have a great week and, uh, we'll see you soon. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 